Welcome to the She Illuminates podcast, an empowerment hub for Christian women just like you who are ready to be filled by God's truth and light and illuminate their God-given influence in their homes, careers, businesses, and communities. I'm your host, Shamel Evans. I'm passionate about creating a space, connecting, and transforming the lives of women. We talk about real things, and we value transparency, honesty, and vulnerability. Be empowered to live anchored in your faith, influence your patch, and walk in your purpose. Let's dive in. Hey, ladies, and I thank you all for listening in to the She Illuminates podcast. And today, the topic I want to share on is the power of prayer and preparation. You know, there's a saying is that, you know, we have not because we ask not. And recently, this is has this topic has come up in my life because many times we get so caught up in the day to day things or we're we're asking God for things. But do we really earnestly put in the prayer time? Do we prepare our hearts for what we're seeking God for? So I wanted to have some honest conversation today about what it means to really focus in on our prayer life, what that looks like, um, some of the challenges or obstacles that may come up when we think about, you know, really tending to being in community with God and being in prayer with him. And then also, how do we prepare our hearts, having hearts of expectancy for the things that we are seeking God for? So I thought today it would be great to have a guest on who's who's learned a lot through her prayer life, who has an impactful story of some of the things that God has brought her through. And she's even hosted a prayer line for women to encourage other women to make prayer essential in their daily walk. So today I want to welcome Ashley Sweeting on the show and please introduce yourself to our listeners. Hey, ladies, I am Ashley Sweeting, a.k.a. Sweets Virtue, and I'm so excited to be on this podcast. I, I just adore it. It just brings so much joy and revelation and guidance for my own journey in entrepreneurship and just being a woman of faith and in this business. Um, I am I'm actually doing a bit of a rebrand, but one of the things that I find is central in my uh, ministry or business in general is just teaching and helping women by through my transparency. Uh, it's been the hallmark of my ministry of who I am. I just love to be transparent, to be open, and to also be very raw about how I feel because there's so many things that people are going through. But when we try to stay tight-lipped because we're too proud and we don't want to show our broken pieces, we remain broken. So I find that just open honesty with others and in, in our relationship with Christ that we find healing. And that's where prayer comes in. Um, I just started, you know, in a really broken place. I needed God to be real, not just real as and we go to church. Yes, we got a blessing here. But the type of God that was able to move the mountains, to split the sea, to raise the dead, that's the type of God that I needed to see. And if I was going to get that real version of God, then I needed to be real with him. So my my. The hallmark of my ministry is just transparency, openness, because I feel like togetherness, as we come together, as we commune together, um, because we're supposed to be the body, we're supposed to be close, we're supposed to be connected. So as we do that and we share with one another, then we can be healed. The Bible says, com- um, submit, uh, not submit, but uh, uh, 
just to confess your sins to one another that you may be healed. There has to be some amount of sharing, some amount of openness and accountability. So I wanted to, as I'm rebranding and restructuring the way I do things and presenting the gospel and and, and, uh, lessons about growth, I I want to really... um, add that element of togetherness and, um, and community. And I just think that, you know, the She Illuminates community does an amazing job of that. And I'm hoping to add a different element myself. So that's who I am. So good. And thank you, Ashley, for just sharing some of your wisdom with us today. And I love how you're taking time to just refresh. Cause you know, I think we have some Christian creators and entrepreneurs who listen in. And I think sometimes we feel scared to challenge ourselves to walk in the newness and the refreshing that God has called us to. And so it sounds like you're taking some time to re refresh your branding and refresh your focus on what God is wanting you to do. And ladies, that's part of this prayer life journey is that when we stay in community with God and stay on our knees and seeking God, guess what? He gets to I call it a holy download. He gets to pour into us exactly what he wants us to do. And that's the beauty of it all. You don't have to be an entrepreneur creative. This could be in your home, um, in your current career or in your community or your church. But when we stay in alignment with God, he gets to speak to us. He gets to share with us the desires that he has for us and the opportunities he wants us to walk in. So it is truly a blessing to hear how you are are using your gifts and talents to shine out God's truth into this world. And I just want to continue to encourage you to do it because each one of us has a patch and we need to stay prayerful so that we can pour out into that patch. So Ashley, one of the things that I wanted to chat with you today is that we want to talk about the power of prayer, but I want to back up and talk about What do we do in the wait? Because I think that's the key thing when we think about prayer. A lot of times it feels like we're just constantly asking God to move or to do something. And most of the times we're in a a state of waiting. We're waiting on God. We're waiting on something to happen in our lives. So I want to just share with the ladies today um, just how you've had to overcome some obstacles when it comes to waiting on God and what that has looked like in your either personal or business life and how prayer has been essential to helping you to get through those challenges. Oh my God, there has been, I'm still in that season of waiting. And the biggest thing that I hear God is saying, be still, be quiet, be still, be quiet. He, 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 I think that so often we're waiting we, we think like, oh, you know, this is a season of waiting. Make sure you're prepared. And so sometimes immediately we go to busyness and God is saying, no, just be still and be quiet. This is my show. <laughs> this is, I know, I know it's your brand. It's your name, but this is my show. And I want to uh, uh, head to Habakkuk chapter two, verse two. Uh, it says, write the vision down and make it plain. We, we all know that. But if we read the entire book of Habakkuk, it's only a couple of chapters. <laughs> if we read the, uh, the, the um, if we go through the story, what we know is there was an issue. There was a problem that arose and, and it caused the prophet Habakkuk to, to inquire of God. So he first positioned himself. He, he made his claim 
to the Lord. And then he positioned himself to hear from God and he got the vision and he was assured that it was going to take place. But I think that sometimes while we're waiting for something to take place, we've made our claim. We've said, God, we, we need this. We, we don't like this. This is a disruption. This is a pain. This is uh, an issue. We don't, we're not still enough. You know, he got into a place where he was able to watch. Sometimes we're so busy, we're so distracted, we're not able to accurately, uh, you know, make make um, assessments about what's happening around us because we're so busy, we're so distracted. So I've found in my own life several times that I've had to, you know, declutter. I'm literally in a place where God's saying, I, I, Ashley, I want you to withdraw. I know that you, you're you in the middle of something, but I want to disrupt your plans in order to send you somewhere. So in, 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 in it, Unless you do that, you will not be adequately positioned or, or equipped for what I have for you. So I need you to withdraw so that I can send you out. Notice, even before Jesus really started his ministry, I mean, before he really went full in uh, um, and chose the disciples, he first went to the desert where the, where he was tempted. He first went to a place of seclusion. And we don't like to do that because we when, when, the, when the momentum is going, when we're excited about the idea, we want to jump out there. But often I think God would really prefer us to, uh, to, to, to take a step back and spend more time listening rather than speaking and doing. That is so true, girl. And I have found that to be a challenge even in my my journey. You know, like you said, being such a creative and just love to do, God would give me an idea, girl, and he'll he'll drop it in my spirit. And then, boom, there you see, I'm, I'm running, I'm chasing it, you know, trying to figure out how to make it happen. And I had to really reflect on some times in my life when God is like, I never told you to take off, Shamel. I was just giving you part of the vision. I was giving you little pieces of where I'm taking you, but I wanted you to stay with me. I wanted you to walk side by side with me as I, as I shape you. And you made a great point about the seclusion. A lot of us hate that. We don't, we do not want to feel isolated. We don't want to feel like we don't know it all or what's the next step. But you know what, ladies, that is not a bad place, especially when we're in the presence of God. God wants to isolate us for a particular reason, because maybe there's some shifting, maybe there's some pruning that he wants to do with us individually in our character. Maybe there's some things he wants us to remove out of our life so that he can take us to the next place. And I love how that scripture passage talks about how he got up, how the prophet got up on his watchtower. See, we have to realize we have to take our eyes off of our ground level situations and stop mm-hmm. getting so focused on what's going on day to day. And that's the spiritual realm we have to focus on, not what's going on right now, but get ourselves in the spiritual capacity of where do I need to be with God? Where do I need to focus? And see, we can't get there if we're not hitting our knees. It is important for us to pray. It's important for us to get in community with God, to position ourselves so that he can start pouring down and we receive it. But like you said, Ashley, we have to get to a place where we are okay with being still. We are okay with making margin where we're not filling up our schedules, our lives, and all of these things with so much stuff that we get so caught up in the busy of things that we don't hear from God. Yeah. 
And so I just love how you bring out that point of just being still. And it's something that I have really been working on myself the last six months. Um, I've called them my divine retreats. So when I first started doing those, I would carve out a whole month where I would unplug from social media, just unplug from business stuff and just really poured into spending that time with God, spending that time with my family. Because I realized, actually, as I kept going and doing all these good things that God wanted me to do, I started Mm. leaving God. I started getting in front of God, trying to chase the vision of how I thought it should be. And God is like, sweetie, you got to slow down because what I'm doing is it's not going to operate the way you think. Because the word of God says his ways are not our ways and our ways are not his and the timing. And so we have to slow down and stay right in alignment with God. So those divine retreats are were my way of being intentional, being purposeful, of being still, you know, to removing mm-hmm. the distraction so that I can retreat away and spend that quality time with God. Because ladies, he wants to have a relationship with us. He wants to speak to us. He wants to share the intimate details that he has for us. But if we don't start position ourselves in prayer and knowing the power that becomes that comes behind prayer, we will miss out on the blessings of God. And speaking of power, Ashley, I want to know through your your life, how has the power of prayer activated your faith or how, how has it given you strength to move through some of the challenging times in your life? Okay, well, more recent, because I, I really feel like this is so on time for me because I'm really going through this right now. Um, I was laying in bed and I was just like, I felt like I was having a midlife crisis. I'm not even close to being in, my, in, in that midlife area. But I was like, you know, God, I just felt really unhappy with, uh, you know, things. I was like, I, I want to move forward. I have these ideas. I'm having all of this, you know, all these setbacks and I'm frustrated. And it seems like my, my life isn't just going how I planned it, or it doesn't even like it's progressing at all. And I was like, I want to do so much. And I just feel like I'm inadequate. I don't have enough. Nothing's going to work out. And I know that giving up is not the answer, but I don't know how to move forward. And I looked at my dry erase board because I have it on my wall and it have, I have a little encouraging notes on there from time to time. And as of late, I put up one of the visions that God had given me and I put it on the board just so that when I get up in the morning and I felt like giving up, I would know there was something to move forward to. There was something that God had spoken over my life that I had to pursue. And I was not, I was trying to not allow myself to forget about it. Because um, I think sometimes when we get so, so discouraged, we just kind of, maybe I should just let it go. At least that's how I get where I, I just kind of get in this sulky mood where I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to act like it doesn't exist so that I don't have to feel like a failure. And so I looked up at that and I said, I heard the Lord say, what did I tell you? And I began to declare and just repeat all the things that he had said to me. And I walked, I paced the floor and I, I got up and I first just thanked God for who he called me to be, who he designed me to be. The Bible says that we were um, formed in our mother's womb, that he knew us. So I just thank God for having intimate knowledge of who I was and what I was to do. I thank God for uh, specifically equipping me for the for the grand plan. I thank God for giving me grace to live another day. I thank God for everything that I felt wasn't working out right, that he had it under control. 
and just begin to pace the floor and to declare the word of God, to repeat what he said about me that I didn't even really believe about myself. And by the time I was done, I was on my face in tears and the Holy Spirit had moved so mightily that I was charged to do exactly what he called me to do. And I no longer felt weak. I felt encouraged. I felt bold. And I was ready because before that I was like, I I just, I just don't see it. I, I just don't even want to bother anymore. I'm so tired of trying and failing. And by the end of that prayer, I was like, I don't care how long it takes. I'm going to knock down every door, every barrier. So by the time I was done praying, I had been uh, lifted up. The Bible, uh, um, David was like, he encouraged himself in the Lord at a very weak point when he had lost his family, he had lost all his possessions and he sought God first. Before he gave up, he sought the Lord. He says, shall I, shall I pursue them? And then the Lord says, you will recover it all. Go ahead, pursue it. And I feel like that was that moment where I had to say, God, I'm just ready to give up. Is it, is it, is it really over for me? And he said, no, go. And you're going to to accomplish everything that I sent you out to do. And I was mightily encouraged. And every now and again, I need that because there will always be those hindrances. The enemy's always going to oppose us, but we have to go in with God and not in front of him. Like you said, we sometimes we go ahead of God and we end up leaving him. And I felt like at that moment, I realized I had tried to do it in my own strength and I needed to realize that without him, I was not going to be able to do anything because he's the vine and I am the branch. So I was just so grateful for that moment of prayer because it it really didn't just lift me, it 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 changed the uh the direction or the trajectory of where I was going. Girl, that is so good. And I'm so glad you shared that because I think a lot of time many of us struggle in the same area. Like we have those days, like I had to just tell myself every day is not gonna be perfect. There are gonna be some messy days, there are gonna be some days where you're just like down and out, you know, and there's gonna be some in-between times. But I Thank you for your vulnerability because, ladies, it's important for us to realize that it's not going to always be just this grand day. And there are going to be some days where the doubt, the comparison, the fear, those feelings will creep in. And guess what? It is okay that they do because we are human. God knows that we are. But the key is we can't settle for those feelings. We can't allow those feelings, those runaway feelings to cause us to steer away from the truth of God. And that's why it's important for us to be in prayer to stay prayerful, even in those moments, sometimes when we don't know what to pray, like you were just like, Lord, I'm just a little frustrated right now. What is the plan? What's the next step? And I know you've called me to do great things, but what is it? And we all have those moments. But one of the verses that I like to share is first Thessalonians 5, verses 16 through 18. And it says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And I use this verse to remind myself that when I'm having those moments when I'm feeling a bit defeated or unsure what God wants me to do, I remind myself that I'm called to rejoice. It's the will of God that I rejoice, I celebrate, and that I pray my way through. He wouldn't have put in that verse, pray without ceasing, if he didn't think it was important. So that's the power of prayer, is that it transforms 
transforms our atmosphere. It transforms our attitudes and our hearts. And what I've come to find, Ashley, is that there is a correlation between prayer and praise. And so after reading these scriptures and many other ones, it's evident that praise boosts our prayer life. And since prayer is our direct connection with God, it's almost like, I'm going to be, I'm going to use this analogy, like the internet. It's like praise is like Mm -hmm. upgrading your internet service. Like if you want a faster speed and you want to be able to connect and have access to stuff, it's almost like you need to upgrade it with praise. And so when we praise, it's almost like we're upgrading our prayer life. It sends that extra boost to get up there to God, because not only are we seeking and asking, we're going to say, God, I'm going to pray my way through this. I'm going to praise my way and I'm going to give you glory. I'm going to give you honor, even in the the chaos, even in the the uncertainties, even in the the good stuff. I'm going to praise my way because praise is what you want me to do. You call me to have a grateful heart to rejoice always. So for me, I use that analogy as I'm going to upgrade. And all of us like to upgrade. We want to get the the best. So why not give God our best? And that is the power behind prayer is that prayer gets us in that space where we are in, in tune with God. We can fellowship with him. We can connect with how he wants us to do. And little by little, Ashley, he starts to download into us small little things. It gives us reassurance of who we are. It reminds us of the vision like he did for you, the vision that he given you. And then it reminds us that he's going to equip us for whatever he desires. And so the more we pray to God, the more he pours back into us. And it really, it just shapes our thought process. It shapes our mindset and it puts us in a position to truly activate our faith because now we're standing on his word. We're leaning on his word and we're inviting the Holy Spirit through prayer to activate all of that goodness, all of those desires, even in the midst of what, whatever we're going through. And so that is the power of prayer. And that leads me to the the second part of our conversation is that once we pray, we're preparing for whatever we're praying for. But I think a lot of us struggle because we we stop at prayer. We pray and say, God, do X, Y and Z. And it's almost like we think he's a genie, you know, like we're rubbing this magical heavenly base and like do this God. And he's just going to go. But that's not it, ladies. We can't stop there. Like I just shared, we activate our prayer through praise. But the other part of it is the work we have to do. We have to position Mm -hmm. ourselves and prepare ourselves for the blessing. See, a lot of time God is not in the business of just blessing you. And we have to check ourselves and say, are we about the blessing or the blesser? So that preparation Mm -hmm. really prepares us to get in alignment with God so that he can do that fine tuning so that he can position us for whatever he desires to give us. And so when we think about preparation, Ashley, I think about a heart of expectancy. I want to make sure that I'm in this space, this headspace where I'm expecting, I'm activating my faith and I'm believing God for these things to happen. And so I want I would love for you to share how has even right now, as you're revamping your business and thinking about some of the things in your life, how is having this heart of expectancy preparing you or giving you this new outlook on preparing for the blessings that you've been praying for? 
Well, it's also, it's definitely um, just giving me a heart of expectancy, but I think that it's also changed my, um, my ideas about worship because our work is worship. What we do is it, um, in our work, it honors God. And I've, I've, there's been a scripture that's been like not driving me crazy, but it's been on my mind constantly as I know the Holy Spirit's reminding me that, you know, we only have a certain amount of time on this earth and that those days are numbered and we don't know. But the time that we're here, we need to work while it's still light, work while it's still day, work while we still can. And we get so kind of nonchalant or lackadaisical about working towards something when we don't actually see the finish line. It's like we, but we have to remember that we don't operate by by sight. We operate by faith and we work every day in expectancy, but knowing that every day, every every seed we put in the ground, every, every word that we release into someone's heart, every day that we work towards a certain goal, it honors the Lord and it shows him that we are willing to, to uh, work the investment that he's put in us. And I think of the, the, uh, the parable of the three servants. He gave each their own portion and each one decided what they felt was necessary to do with it. One person, uh, one of the, the very last servant who was only given one talent, one, uh, I guess, one portion of of, of, of God's investment, he hid it and he buried it. He did not work it. The Bible says that he it called him wicked, but it also called him lazy. We cannot afford to be lazy as people who know the, a loving God, know a God who's invested so much in us. We can't be lazy about the ideas he put in us. We can't allow our discouragement to cause us to be um, lackadaisical. We have to be energetic about what God has given us because that shows our worship. Even though we don't see it shows how much we trust God, how much we believe in him. So that that even ties in with it with just a spirit of expectancy. This isn't about what we can do. It's about what God is going to do through us. The Bible says that he's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. So we have to partner with him. And if we're not willing to partner with him, then we cannot expect to see the fruits of no labor. So it's it's about worship. As we work, we're worshiping, we're trusting God, we're believing in Him, we're submitting to His will, we're submitting to His timing. And it, it, there, there will be some struggle, there will be some difficulty tilling the soil, there will be some difficulty with nurturing the plant and nurturing the harvest. But every day that we work towards the goal that God has set for us, we will see that it, it becomes more than just getting a job done. It's about worshiping a, a very faithful God. Yes, faithful he is, girl. And worship, again, worship is just the praise, you know, and just giving honor and reverence to God. And we have to realize that we are not here just for us. We are here ultimately to point to God, to give glory to him and to make disciples, you know, bring, draw people to God. And so when you come from a place of worship, you're going to push through those challenges. You're going to push through those, those waiting periods, those times when it's unknown and unclear, you're going to push through the the hardships because you know that through all of this, God is going to get that authentic worship and praise. And that's what he wants for us. He just wants that authentic relationship with us that he knows that we will be with, be in fellowship with him no matter what. And that's why it's so important for us to 
to be in prayer and to align ourselves with him. And prayer also helps us to let go of control, girl. I think we all struggle with control because it's just the human side of us. We have ideas of how we want life to be, the things we want to achieve in life, the things we want to do with our family and friends and all of this stuff. And when we, when the word of God says, take up your cross and follow him, That really means true surrender, like really letting go and trusting God. And it's not an easy process. Like you said, there's going to be some hardships in planting and, you know, planting those seeds. But part of that process is really learning to relinquish through prayer and being in fellowship with God as he strengthens you and builds up your faith so that it gets easier over time to let go and trust God. And so that is the power of prayer is that it just positioned us to be in alignment with God, to make sure we're not getting ahead of him, making sure we stand in fellowship so that he can share with us the intimate things that he desires for each and every one of us. And so in those moments, ladies, where you find yourself unclear or not sure what's the next instructions, or you're just frustrated, go to God in prayer. I think that's the message that me and Ashley just want you to remember that we have to be still and know we have to create that space, Mm. that time and that margin to just be in his presence because there's power there. There's power in like Ashley shared, just the, the refreshment that we get from just being in the presence of God, just recalling his truth, standing his on his word and on the promises that he shared with you, knowing who you are in him, knowing that your strength and your power comes from him. All of those things come from the power of prayer. And then it also positioned us and prepares us for the calling. And when we think about David in the Bible, I've been reading a lot of Psalms. We see that David struggled a lot, was on the run for his life and had a lot of periods where he had to wait. But what David did that I saw each and every time is that he positioned himself. He prayed. He prayed with power. Mm-hmm. He prayed with authority because he said, Lord, I'm going to I'm going to wait this thing out because I'm waiting on you. And we have to shift our perspectives to wait on God and prepare because we see over time that David went from being in the fields, being a shepherd to being a king in the palace. And so while we're in this waiting phase and as God prepares us to take us from the pasture to the palace, we have to be in prayer, be in community with God so that he prepares us because that's what he did for David. Every instance that David went through, it prepared him for the next phase of life and for the calling that God had on his life. And so Ashley, I thank you for just sharing with us just the importance of partnering with God. And just being in fellowship, because when we're in alignment with God, guess what, ladies, we get to walk out his calling and we get to experience the abundance and the freedom that he has called us to be. I share all the time. I don't want to just do good things. I want to do God things. And the only way we know and understand what that is, is that if we would hit our knees in prayer and that we will seek God for clarity, for direction, um, for the things that he desires for us to do. So, Ashley, I would just want to say thank you so much for joining us today. And if there is one last tip that you would like to share with the ladies before you go, what would be that powerful prayer tip that you would give them today? 
Well, I want to share this scripture. It's Exodus 23, verse 30. It says, little by little, I will drive them out before you until you have increased enough to take possession of the land. And I believe that the Lord wants us to know that it's okay to to take baby steps. It's okay that you're moving slowly, that you're not accelerating as fast as everybody else and their businesses and their brands. And you're you're not married and all your friends are married and you haven't done this and you haven't accomplish that because the Lord is so gracious. He's a good father. He doesn't let us go too fast to move too fast. He wants us to move at a rate that is healthy for us because if we move too quickly, we may fail at the very thing we've always dreamed of having. We may lose the very thing that we've worked so hard to gain. Because there is a such thing as growing too quickly. There is a such thing as moving too fast. Sometimes we lose our balance and God wants us to be strong enough to to possess, not just to take to have for a moment, but to truly possess and take dominion over the gifts and the promises that he's he's already established for us. So don't be afraid to move slowly. The Bible says that also we should not despise small beginnings. So just because it's small now doesn't mean it's It's not worth anything. There's something beautiful about what God is doing in you now. So enjoy God and delight in him. Delight in what he's doing in your life now because great things are happening now. They're not just going to happen. Great things are happening now. So enjoy it. Yes. And that's that preparation, that heart of expectancy right there. Be prepared. It is happening now. The overflow is here right now. That's why I tell myself every day I'm walking in it. I am walking in the abundance of God. And like you said, we have to just embrace and savor the right now. And that's the last tip that I want to share for that lady that's listening on the other end who's still struggling with what do I do in the meantime? Sweetie, what you do in the meantime is do exactly what he's already called you to do right now. Focus on what he's already put on your plate right now. You know, even if it seems so simple or just mediocre, he wants to see, will you show up with the small things? Because if you will do well with the small things, when he get ready to overflow and bless you, you will be prepared for it. So just tend to what's on your plate right now. So Ashley, that was a truly a a divine word from God. And I really appreciate you sharing that. So If you could, would you share with our listeners how they can connect and learn a little bit more about you um, if they wanted to just learn more about your brand and your business? Well, I um, have, I told you guys I'm rebranding, but you can always go to my website. Um, It's, you'll, you'll, catch the first cover page. Um, it is sweetsvirtue.com. That's S-W-E-E-T-S-V-I-R-T-U-E.com. Uh, so that's Sweets Virtue everywhere. That's Sweets Virtue on Facebook. That's Sweets Virtue on Instagram. I'm on Twitter, but I don't tweet much. <laughs> um, but pretty much everywhere on social media, I'll be Sweets Virtue. And um, if you I have a podcast, but it's a quite a bit different. I, I focus on storytelling. I'm an artist. I love art. I love storytelling. I love poems. And I wanted to center um, uh, this kind of Bible study-ish uh, podcast around stories, stories from my own life. Um, so I have at the beginning brief monologues, and then I go into learning more about the Bible, learning more about the Word through the storytelling and through the Word of God. And if you just go ahead to my website, you click at the top of the of the um 
the bar. What is that? The announcement bar. And it'll take you to uh, a list of my podcasts. So I podcast probably every other week. I was trying to do every week, but Lord was like, uh-uh, slow down, baby. <laughs> so I'm really excited about that because it allows me to uh, do what I love, to share the word of God, but it also allows me to be artistic and to be fun. And But I must warn you, they're not all frilly uh, poems. They're, these are very raw moments. Um, I've made everything uh, very honest. Either, these are events from my actual life, things that I've been going through, that in, things that I've been through in the past. But I think that... Um, there's so much truth in just raw emotion. So I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope you guys hit me up on the DMs, chat with me. I love to interact. I want to make sure that I'm really interacting with my audience and not just, you know, collecting followers because I'm all about true engagement and finding people so that good. I can connect with. So you with. guys, be sure to check out her website. And if you need help finding all of that information, you can simply go to my website and download the show notes and you will have all the links to Ashley's website and her social media. So go out and support her. And I hope that you can continue to connect and grow in your faith journey. So before we leave today, I want to close out with the scripture. Um, it's from Luke chapter 11, verses nine. And I tell you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open to you. So ladies, as you prepare to just lean into God and operate your faith, just stay focused on God in prayer. Activate the power of prayer in your life. His word says there to act, seek, and not. So let's put our faith in action and let's get out there and shine God's truth and light into the world. Like to join me in spreading God's truth and light and learn about additional support for your faith journey? Visit my website, shamelevans.com, where you can learn more about She Illuminates resource library and intensives for self-discovery and developing sound spiritual habits to fuse your faith in the everyday. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to share with family and friends, and I love for you to subscribe and leave a review. Thanks for listening, and I'll chat with you next time.